0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast.
1: What is up, my beautiful people? This is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and this is Into the Net FC, the greatest soccer talk segment in the history of soccer podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not waste any more time. Let's go and get right to it because, like I said, this is the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts when it comes to soccer. Yeah, that confidence in myself, ladies and gentlemen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we know this weekend, the English Premier League is set to begin. Well, here's to the beginning of a brand new season. It's a new day. <laughs> And as for me, the supporter of Manchester United, well, I don't know what to expect. But I'm going to go ahead and do my best as far as predicting, or perhaps I should say previewing. Well, first things first, will Manchester United win the EPL title? Well, not likely. But you know what? Lately, as far as Manchester United goes, finishing in the top four is respectable enough because, as we know in the EPL, if you finish in the top four, you are guaranteed a spot in the next Champions League tournament. Now, truth be told, it is painful to deal with the fact that Manchester United hasn't won the EPL title since I believe 2013. It's really been freaking difficult. But this season, it seems like it could be another stressful one. But as far as an, as an EPL preview goes, before I go into detail about Manchester United's chances, let's be honest, I, I think, honestly, as far as winning the EPL goes, I'm a little torn between Chelsea and Manchester City. As I know, Chelsea, uh, as of late, of course, uh, the signing of uh, Romelu Lukaku who's arguably been playing great ever since he joined Inter Milan, and in uh, Lukaku's case, the games against Manchester United will certainly prove to be quite interesting because apparently it didn't work. His stint with at Old Trafford certainly did not work out, and some say it's really going to backfire on Manchester United as he plays with Chelsea. And Chelsea really is a loaded team. I mean, Christian Pulisic, now there's Romelu Lukaku, Kai Havertz, Timo Werner. What's there not to like about the Chelsea attack? And as far as Manchester City goes, they just got Jack Grealish. So that'll be interesting. And believe it or not, Manchester United managed to get two big signings this summer. Number one, of course, is Jadon Sancho. And the other one is somebody that I really actually am happy is part of Manchester United. I'm talking about Raphael Varane. And I really want to get into detail about Varane. Because honestly, Varane, what he brings to the defense, what he brings to the team, is veteran expertise and leadership. Okay, And those two aspects in Varane's case are super important because, let me remind you beautiful people, that at Real Madrid, Rafael Varane won numerous titles. Four Champions League titles to be exact. Okay? That is... Amazing. They don't just give that to anybody, you know. Like my good friend and my mentor in beautiful southern su- excuse me, Southern California, as it goes. Sorry about that. My good friend and mentor in beautiful and sunny Southern California, Steve Adams, as he as he has said before, winning three straight Champions League titles. They don't just give that to anybody, and that's when we talk about the brilliance and the success of Zinedine Zidane as the manager of Los Blancos. But still. When it comes to playing, you know, being a star at, at Real Madrid and winning all these titles, they don't just give that to anybody. You got to earn these accolades. I mean, to say that you got to earn them, you got to work hard for them, ladies and gentlemen, there, there are major understatements right there for you. So, anyway, so I, I have no doubt Rafael Varane's going to do well at Old Trafford. I mean, he's been long overdue for a fresh start. And, you know, after, you know, France had a horrible Euro and. How things have been going with Real Madrid, you know, in the last uh, couple of years. I mean, ever since uh, Cristiano Ronaldo departed uh, Real Madrid uh, for Juventus, Los Blancos really haven't been the same. But you know, but you know, as they hired, uh, they rehired uh, Carlo Ancelotti. Honestly, in my opinion, one of the greatest managers I have ever seen. I mean, some might say he's the goat of of being manager of soccer. I mean, that's definitely something arguable, but. I always say I don't want to argue about him being the good or not because in my case, I have absolutely—I never deny the fact that Carlo Ancelotti is one of the greatest managers of all time. I mean, you can't deny it; you cannot deny it. So, so that's definitely going to be a big thing for Real Madrid. Uh, Obviously, right now, you know the, the the whole thing with Barcelona regarding Messi and you know the financial problems. You know, sometimes that concerns me. Could Real Madrid suffer the same thing? But, no, I, I don't know. But uh, as far as Real Madrid goes, obviously, Kareem Benzema's right now, you know, I, I would imagine he he becomes the next captain. So, you know, now that, you know, Real Madrid's no longer with Sergio Ramos. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, back to Manchester United. So, going back to so the thing with Varane, I mean, that's certainly going to be good. Uh, the Jay, the Jane Sancho... It's certainly an exciting exciting uh, move, but I don't want to jump too far into conclusions. I don't want to make these huge predictions, but I have no doubt that Jaden Sancho can succeed. I mean, I'm really hoping he does succeed because lately, big signings and investments have not really worked out for the Red Devils. It really hasn't been pure good luck, to say the least. But, you know, as we know, Jaden Sancho... The way how he can play, regarded a highly technical, great creativity, good pace. He's certainly a great player, okay. And during his and during his time with uh, Borussia Dortmund, score you know scoring a uh, you know many goals you know scoring sixteen goals last season and twenty goals previously and that's in the total, so. And not to mention, Jane Sancho really, you know, he's not, not even yet in his prime. You know, he's 21 years old, so having a couple of great years um, at Borussia Dortmund, you know, 104 appearances at Borussia Dortmund, scoring 38 goals total. Very, very respectable. And now it's time for him to take those talents to the next level. It's it's time for him to take on the next challenge. So, and what's interesting in his, uh, in um uh, Jane Sancho's case was that this has but this has been going on for a while like the possible move have been going on for a while and when I, and when I saw that it was quote close to happening I didn't get my hopes up okay you know I, I think from now on that that goes into any signing for any team I am not going to get my hopes up until there are sources that confirm rather than say reportedly or believed you know I want guarantees I think that's what the world wants to I mean especially in the world of journalism We grow tiresome. I mean, me personally, I grow tiresome of writing articles or saying things, saying reportedly. Sometimes I will still do it, okay, just because, you know, it's a story to talk about. But I know that you folks who listen, I know that you're just like me. You want guarantees. You don't want to be given dead ends, okay? Because for so long, the whole thing with Kylian Mbappe with the move to Real Madrid, that's been a dead end after dead end. Same with with Paul Pogba, okay? Apparently, the Paul Pogba move to Paris Saint-Germain turned out to be a dead end. So you see what I mean, folks? I mean, I'll still report it, of course, but like I said... We want some guarantees, okay? So, so basically, what I said—the uh, the next step says hey, it's all—it's all pending a physical. We gotta wait for the physical. We gotta wait for me, for the club itself to make the official statement. That's when I'm—I'm I'm convinced the move is gonna happen. The club themselves have to release the statement themselves, even if it's gold, it, even if it's Sky Sports, BBC, ESPN, whatever. Okay. Not that I don't believe those sources. I mean, those sources do provide great information for me to write a story. But again. Like I said, at the end of the day, since we know that there's a history of these, all these dead ends of all these things, saying reportedly, and then sometimes something, ha- something hap- does not happen. We want guarantees. So, so that being said, the two big signings that Manchester United did this summer is really, really good. But as far as winning the EPL and as far as finishing in the top four, it, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult. Number one, Marcus Rashford is injured. He's going to be out for a very long time, I can tell you that. And, you know, uh, uh, somebody uh, in stoppage time FC, Mr. Ron F. C. Jr., when he did his preview, he brought an excellent point. He brought, a, he brought up the fact that Manchester United does not have its midfield figured out. Well, in that case, he's right. Because we we don't know how it's going to be set up. Is it going to be Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes, the whole thing with Donny Van de Beek? You know, it's confusing. I would I would hope that Olegonarsolshar would have had, would have had it figured out by now, but it, it's quite difficult. And and personally, I, I I don't even know what to say. Other than the fact that you know, if if something's not figured out, if 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 we don't know our role and you know get it done, you know get this thing figured out, I mean, it, it's gonna affect our play. But but not, but I would always say, look, you have Paul Pogba, you got Bruno Fernandez. You got to figure out how to use these guys. I mean, these guys are very good, especially Bruno Fernandez. Okay, and we spent a lot of money on getting Donny Van Beek, and so far things have not been good. Okay, that's leaning towards being another disastrous signing. I mean, how many more of this shit do we have to do? How much more wasted money, wasted, wasted potential, wasted talent do we have to do? do we have to deal with? Okay, if we're going to spend all that money and we're not going to do anything, we're not going to do the right thing with that talent. We're not even going to use them at all, or not even use them correctly, and make it all for not, What the fuck is the point then? It's pointless, folks. You see, now I'm talking about from this perspective, okay? You make these big signings, you have to make it work. Okay, that's the same thing I'm saying with Paris Saint-Germain, okay? And speaking of Paris Saint-Germain, the fact that they just, you know, Lionel Messi, the the whole thing's now official, and all the amazing signings they did this summer, Sergio Ramos uh, included, okay? When it comes to making the investments, the fact that you can afford them is good. But what makes it not good at the end of the day is when things do not work out. When the signing does not work out, folks, it's ultimately pointless, and that is just money wasted, and that is not cool—not cool at all. And most importantly, it's unacceptable, and it's humiliating. Okay, these business investments have to work out. These business moves have to work out. Okay, so that's why I'm really hoping that Jane Sancho can make a difference. Okay, the pro- and there's more problems as well. Anthony Martial is inconsistent. Okay, Edinson Cavani—we we don't know if he's gonna have a good day or a bad day. There's a lot of things going on, and of course, like I said, Marcus Rashford is injured. We don't even know how long it's, it's, it's going to be, but I know for sure it's going to be a long time. If I were to take a guess, he, he probably won't be back till around December. So Manchester United, it, it's going to be complicated, okay? And for them to finish in the, in, the, in the top four, it's not impossible, but it's certainly not going to be easy. It never is easy, okay? And I can tell you this, it's probably going to be decided within the last few weeks of the EPL, So as far as Manchester United goes, winning the EPL title, forget about it. It's not going to happen. And I hate to say this. Okay. But the fact that the whole team is so completely unpredictable, it's hard for even to make these kinds of predictions. It's even hard for me to to preview the season, and I'm doing my best right here. And And I'm trying to see, and I'm basically talking about their chances. I mean, Manchester United's chances to win the EPL are minimal at best, but the best thing we can settle for as far as EPL play goes is a spot in the Final Four. Okay. I mean as as far as predictions goes, I mean, here's here's my final four predictions right now. Chelsea, Manchester City, Liverpool, and Manchester United. That's the way that that's the way I see. Leicester Leicester City certainly has potential, but after what's going on the last 2 years, Leicester City has not been able to pull through at the end of the season, you know, with the injuries, the inconsistent playing and Just the horrible negative vibe that all of a sudden strikes the club. And I know that my boy Joe isn't very happy right now because I'm picking Chelsea over Manchester City. You know, that's just a normal... That's just a pick, you know, right off the back. So if somebody tells me to to make my pick for the top four, rather than blowing it off, being lazy and saying, I don't have one, even though I can... If I think hard, I can come up with something. I'm going to go and do it. But even though those are my pick... Joe, just so I just want you to know. Look, anything could change. If I'm proven wrong, then so be it. Okay, and and I'll be and I'll be be, and I'll be going on on our group and say I was wrong. And there you go. I'm not I'm not gonna deny it if I was wrong. I mean that's not who I am. Like it's like the shirt says: the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And if I get something wrong, I'm gonna tell the truth. I was wrong, and I'm gonna say that I'm wrong. I mean, what's the point of just denying it? I mean, I, I look stupid if I deny it. But anyway. So as far as Manchester United goes, I have to i st- am I'm gonna stick to my guns. I-, I think they'll be lucky to finish fourth, but at the but at the same time, if they finish fifth or even low or even lower than that, that would not surprise me, because like I said, the fact that the team is so unpredictable, like you don't know how they're gonna do. They could have a good day or a bad day. Like there's a game that they're supposed to win, they fucking lose it. There's a game they're supposed to lose and they actually end up fucking winning it. You know, just like my Dallas Cowboys, okay? The fact is, when the team is unpredictable, it's hard to make these very good statements that you know are are, are end up going to be totally accurate. I mean, of course, they'll say, "Well, Alex, you are making realistic points. I mean, you are being reasonable." Okay, sure, yeah, I I appreciate you know the positive feedback, but and I appreciate and I like how people see where I'm coming from, but but the, the difficulty of this episode is, you know, it, it's keeping a straight face, you know. Like I said, I mean, at the end of the day, the best thing to say about Manchester United is they're unpredictable. I mean, I can make this prediction saying they'll finish fourth, but there's a strong possibility that that might not happen. I mean, they could finish. I mean, if they finish better, then holy, you know what? But, (laughs) I mean, uh, (laughs) let me say it right now. If Man U somehow miraculously wins the freaking title, like I said, I will go on the show and I'll say that I'm wrong, but but I'm going to stick to my guns. I really don't think Manchester United's going to win the title. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> of course all the all the Man U peeps are saying, "Alex, how could you be saying this? We thought you loved Manchester United." Look. It's like this, folks. I'm a sports writer, so you know, when you have that that objective mindset, you tell it like it is. It kicks in and that that takes over. But look, I'm still a Manchester United fan by at heart. I still also I grew up loving Man U. I'm mean, I'm always going to love Man U. It, it, it's not going to change. But look, when you're a sports, you take the oath of being objective and professional, when a team that you grew up hating is honestly the better team, you have to tell it like it is and honest. And the the truth is, Chelsea and Manchester City and Liverpool are all better than we are. But as far as Liverpool goes, and you know, you know all the injuries last year. I mean, they're, they're really certainly hoping that everybody can stay healthy. Uh, right now, I I don't know what to ex- expect out of uh, Virgil Van Dyke. But you know, I'm just hoping that he is he is doing well, and you know, and I'm sure Liverpool is going to do their best. You know, of course, you know, under the great manager uh, Jurgen Klopp, they're going to be okay. I mean, last year we we really we all honestly thought there was no way they'd finish in the top four, and they went on to finish in the top four, didn't they? So, like I said, I, mean, I think at this point we could say the EPL is is probably unpredictable. I mean, especially with all these all these clubs, so. You, you, you just got to tell it you just got to do it like that so sort of you know to just to, just to finish it um excuse me but just to finish it Manchester United I I, I I really don't know what to expect really but but the fact that Manchester United did end up finishing second last year that was actually pretty good you know it, it, you know, managing to finish past Liverpool and Chelsea, but keep in mind Chelsea went on to win the Champions League. So, so Chelsea really got the better, really got the last laugh. But I mean, Chelsea got the last laugh out of Man U at the expense of both Man U and Manchester City. Sorry, Joe, Zach. I hope you're, hope you're feeling better right now, dude. But anyway, I love you guys. Um, but anyway, I hate you know, and I'm really gotta talk about Tottenham and Arsenal. You know the future for both those clubs it, it, it's still unclear I mean it's not it, it, it's cloudy for sure I mean Manchester United it, the, the future is probably a little bit brighter but still overall it's cloudy I would probably say the teams of the brightest futures has to be Chelsea and Manchester City so but anyway just to finish it off Manchester United's chances of the uh, uh, of, uh, of winning the title is are minimal at best It would take a huge miracle for that to happen, but I really don't think it will. So having said that, I'm sticking with my prediction. Manchester United finishes fourth, and that's where I'm going to leave it. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening. And I will see y'all next time.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.